You are now listening to Salty Southerners with Al. Hey guys, how's it going? So we took a small hiatus from the podcast, mainly because the both of us struggled to meet together and be able to give y'all great content. And Anna is a couple months away from having a baby and working and being a mom and a wife. And I am working and being a parent and a wife. And sometimes life gets a little hectic. And so we really just did not make the time to prioritize that and prioritize that and that is something that I regret so for a little bit I think we are going to um take our time or take turns when we have content and uploading it whether it be together or separate I think that's best for our listeners and uh we have a lot to say Sometimes time just gets away from us. So, that's my 45-second spill about where we've been. Um, I'll always ask, how are you guys? What's going on? And then mentally I'm waiting for somebody to respond. This is going to be a little weird. There might be a few pauses because, you know, I'm used to Anna being here talking in when there's silence. So, you're just going to have to follow along with my story for today so I am actually at work um it's way past quitting time and uh I have the office to myself and it's quiet and I this might be something that I do so that I can connect with you guys because I really enjoyed um seeing reposts on Twitter and um people messaging me about our podcast and the whole point of it was to connect with other people and to share our ideals and thoughts and we are going to get back to that so um I had a conversation with a guy that I worked with um I don't know maybe two weeks ago and he labeled us creatives and that term has really stuck with me um I am around a lot of talented people all the time, like talented singers, people who are just talented with their words, people who are, that dress really well, people who like take campaigns and just like run with them or, um, they just have really good ideas and their ideas just doesn't stop with the idea. They run with them. And that is where I struggle a lot. I come up with what I think are great ideas. And my first thought is to elicit a friend to see if we can do this together. And because I want to not have all the pressure on myself. Um, which that usually turns out to sharing an idea with somebody that it just usually doesn't get done. And 
I don't know. I just really like that word, creative, because it makes me feel like I actually have a talent because I don't feel like I have a talent. I feel like I'm around all these talented people as their wing person or just to help them bounce ideas off. I don't actually have something that like I've poured my soul and life to. So, um, I mean, there's things that I like to do, but I don't do them consistently enough to deserve a title. And I think a creative is so broad that like, it gives me hope, but also it doesn't like, I don't put too much pressure on myself and I don't let myself down. So there's a couple of things that I think about probably on a weekly basis that I want to get into. And I think that term just kind of fits it like together completely. And um, I just want to talk, say that. I just want to, you know, kind of shout him out. Thanks for that label. Thank you for seeing something in myself that sometimes I don't see. Um, and this podcast is going to be a little bit everywhere because once again, it's just me by myself and trying to gain a rhythm. And of course I don't have an audience in front of me that's going to give me that immediate feedback. But something that I've been struggling with lately is finding who I am amongst all that I do. Um, Like I said earlier, I'm a wife. I work for this organization where I have a lot of people depend on me. Um, I am a foster parent. I am... You know, a sister, daughter, granddaughter, friend, um, and everything else, you know, that the normal person has. But recently I found that my role as a parent and me being an individual are kind of colliding at the moment. And I'm struggling deeply with that because... I don't want to lose myself, but I also don't want to do a crappy job at parenting people. Um, I find myself getting angry, like with my two-year-old. This morning we were picking shoes to go with her outfit, and she's two, she's two and a half actually, and she's the smartest little girl, and... Literally, we'll be driving down the road and she'll say, hey, that's a tree. A tree is green. Or can I have white milk? Because she knows that milk comes in white. And, well, she calls it white. But it also comes in strawberry and also comes in chocolate. And I just knew she knows her colors. Um, I think there's about six colors that she knows. And so when I go to her, when I went to her bin, well, we've kind of gotten to the habit of instead of me just picking her shoes, I tell her, hey, get whatever color shoes today. So today was blue. There were blue flip flops on the top of her bin. 
And I said, okay, get your blue sandals. Well, right next to the blue sandals were black sandals. And then right next to the black sandals are red and white sandals. And she touched the black sandals, which I could see because they were dark blue. Um, they, the shoes I'm telling her to get are dark blue. So I could tell, I could see how she could get that. And I'm like, no, those are black. We need blue. And then she starts digging. And I know, well, afterwards, when I'm reasoning with myself, I'm saying she's two and a half. The fact that she knows her colors is amazing. I don't want to punish her for at that moment being a two-year-old. Um, but, you know, of course, when that's happening, I'm frustrated because I'm trying to get out of the door. I know she knows this and I just want her to perform. But there's nothing wrong with her being a two and a half year old not wanting to get her blue shoes. There's nothing wrong with her wanting me to get her blue shoes at two and a half. Um, I find myself depending on her two and a half self to be not just a normal two and a half year old, but just being her because she's so advanced. And I have to constantly remind myself that the environment she came from, from what I understand, isn't the mo wasn't the most nurturing. I need to make sure that her current environment is. And that's hard sometimes. Expectations as a parent is hard. I don't want her to think I constantly want her to perform at a 10 when at that moment she only wants to perform or feels the need to perform at a 5. Yes, I understand this is really complex at two and a half years old. But these are the things that are just like floating in my brain. <laughs> um, and then being in a house all day with two children... Is not the way I want to live my life. When I was younger, I didn't even... Like, I played with dolls. I love dolls. I love playing teacher. I had all my stuffed animals lined up in my living room. And um, I am the youngest. So, like, I really didn't have a lot of um, experience with small children. Literally, um, a girl at work, when she had her first child... That was the first time I had held a, a brand new baby and I was scared to death. So that was, I think, four years ago. So the idea of having children never, it's not that it didn't cross my mind. So this is where it gets complicated. So I can look back in my journals from around age 8 to 10 and I wrote about adopting a child and never I never said a baby I have no idea where I got the thought of adoption from but I think so I didn't grow up with a father figure there was no real male in my life I mean I had a grandfather but he went to prison when I was I think five four or five and then I had two brothers 
So they were the closest to a father figure. So I have never actually seen a male and a female parent together. So in, in my little 8 to 10 year old mind, the only way that I'm going to get a child is if I adopt. I don't understand where I got the word adopt from. So, and it was always a child. It was never a baby. So I guess in my brain, I never thought that I would have a baby and as an adult, it's hard to, like growing up for so long, you know, so long, it's hard to change that. And I don't know why that scares me so much, but, or where I was really going with that. Well, and here's where I'm going with that. Babies, there's more work. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of lovely cuddling and bonding and, um, just all these amazing things, but most mothers with newborns have to slow down for a little bit. You know, we're, we're not all super moms, we're not all, um... I'm not going to call anybody out, but, you know, people who have help. And so primarily the mother doing a lot of the work. And it is very frightful for me to want to slow down and be still. Um, I love to travel. I run so many errands <laughs> that it's, it's ridiculous sometimes when, I, when they pile up in a week's time. Um, so to be in the house all the time, it, it's just not, it doesn't make me feel content. That's not my happy place. Like, yes, I love to be at home and watch TV sometimes, but then there's times where it's like, I have to get out. I have to get moving in with two kids. Sometimes it's, uh, it's a lot harder than I anticipated. And that is where most of the time I'm looking for help with that and I'm also looking for a little normal enormousy to return to my home life because for you know for so many years it was just us two and to add two tiny humans you know it's different and I'm so grateful for the people in my life who you know have helped us during this foster parenting journey and I think it's given us a true idea of what life could be like if we had our own children I mean our bi biological children let me reframe that because I still I mean I feel that these kids are my children um but I'm not fond of it I don't like that when I want to go somewhere, I have to do it between the hours of this and this because they're at daycare. Or if it's outside of daycare, I have to kind of schedule with someone to either run the errand with me or drop the kids off so I can go run it or just go run it with them. I have so much respect for the person who does this every day on a day-to-day -day basis I don't understand how they find themselves 
And for the people who did it before, like the internet was big and, you know, there were bloggers and, um, you know, people with an online persona, like that life just seems really lonely. Um, so the best thing that's come out of that is I got this thing called a movie pass, which is bomb. One of my friends, um, Henny told me about it. Basically, you can pay $10 a month and you get this card. It looks like a debit card and you can like go to the theater, check in on your app and you can pick from certain movies and you can watch however many in a month's time. You just can't watch the same one more than once. So I got a movie pass and for the last four nights, I've seen a movie every night, which now I have run out of movies that I care to watch. But that hour and 45 minutes, two hours has been alone, has been so good for me. Um, I'm, I'm a complex person. Sometimes I want complete silence and sometimes I want to be around a lot of noise. Or sometimes I just want to be alone but have someone there. Like be alone but have someone in my space at the same time. And going to the movies is, like, the best, like, equivalent of that. Like, the movie theater usually, you're going to usually have a couple people there. But you still have your own space. You can kind of just live together but separately from others. And I really like that. Um... I recently got a gym membership, so I'm going to, you know, try to work out. And it actually has a daycare center with it, which is perfect. Um, so that's where I am at the moment. I am doing some personal soul searching because I feel like I'm lacking in a lot of departments. I'm not doing my very best job in my work or my marriage. Um, I, probably not my friendships. I'm neglecting a lot of things that I love, like my blog, um, my religion. And I'm kind of like, being swallowed in life itself a little bit. So podcast 101, make sure your cell phone is off. So right now, a friend is texting me. <laughs> so I just turned that off. Um, so a couple years ago, when I lived by myself, I felt like I had these lows during the winter time, like, I don't know, for some reason. So fall is like my favorite, um, season, you know, the leaves start turning red. It gets a little cooler. We live, I live in Louisiana, so it's always balls hot all the time. Um, like the atmosphere changes and it is the most beautiful glum season it's beautiful and glum like it's so beautiful but also there's 
there's like a little sadness that goes along with that. I don't know why. So sometimes I would get into this lull of like staying in more and laying in my bed and watching TV. I spent years in the fall seasons like watching my favorite shows over and over not really connecting with others and I I think I'm in one of those lows right now but I'm not alone and it's not fall so bear with me while I get through this so do you guys have a season that y'all feel a lull in is there like a a month in the year or or something that where you've just kind of like eh So that's where I kind of am in life. Um, I had there is so much going on in pop culture that I honestly feel uneducated to discuss at the moment. And I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and a lot of interviews, and um, I'm still taking a, a hiatus from Instagram for the most part. Um, I did log on the other day and I read some stuff. Um, I'm on the verge of quitting Snapchat because it has become an addiction. Guys, I am so aware of addictions. And it starts with this phone. Oh my goodness. I'm so aware. I'm like hyper aware. Um, I wish I could like be addicted to broccoli and green beans or you know, like something healthy. Um, not watching someone else live their life who probably are only showing their happy moments on social media. Um, which is becoming a reckless, a even more reckless tool these days. Uh, so what else has been going on? So there's craziness on social media, a little bit love lull in my personal life. Some of my favorite shows are about to start back up. I'm hoping Insecure will put a release date out. I haven't heard um, Power coming back in a month. I just watched an entire season. It was only, I think, eight episodes of Splitting Up Together on ABC. I've been wanting to watch that ever since I saw... Um, the commercial, and it was pretty good. Um, I don't know the girl's name, but I know the person playing dad is uh, Oliver Hudson, and he was pretty good. Y'all should check that out. I watched it on On Demand. Oh, I also watched um, this Netflix special. It's two of them, Ali Wong. So the first one's called Baby Cobra, and that was so funny. It was so much funnier than the second, which was Hard Knock Wife. So if y'all have Netflix, check those two out. Ali Wong, Baby Cobra. That was the first one. And the second one is Heart Knock Wife. Um, I also watched an Australian um, show called The Letdown. And then I started watching... Um, Something about girlfriends, God of divorce. I had a um, mistress. Remember that show? 
which I had never finished. Um, I don't even know what networking it was on. It might have been on ABC. Um, it, it had that type of vibe, so that's why I wanted to watch it. And also has, if anybody watched Private Practice, Dr. Cooper, he's in it, which I just want to watch everything that he's in because I love him so much, and I don't know why. Um, I just fell in love with his character on private practice. And you know what? Speaking of private practice, I was talking to a girl at work the other day and we both have a mutual love for Grey's Anatomy and which of course leads to Shonda Rhimes. I actually led a supervision two weeks ago where we watched her commencement uh, speech from Dartmouth, um, in 2012, which was a part of her book, The Year of Yes. And, um, we were just talking about how come private practice isn't syndicated and Grey's Anatomy is and I don't I don't know why I think you know I love my love for Grey's Anatomy goes deep but I really love private practice and I think that it should have been featured on many tv shows like I think Grey's is on Lifetime and maybe TBS so like why are those reruns not showing up on Netflix but um I don't know what the process of syndication is but um guys watch private practice it's good it really is good um and so many of those stars have gone on to do so many other things I mean um so you should definitely check it out it's definitely worth seeing it's only six seasons which you know Shonda likes to do 22 to 24 episode seasons but they're really good really really good um, where was I going? Oh, TV. Um, and I did finally watch the last episode of Scandal, which Shonda, you're becoming predictable, or maybe I'm just really into it. But spoiler alert when I saw the two girls walking in the White House, I knew the other girl was Shonda's daughter, Harper. I just, there was no other option to that. I just knew it was her so much that after I saw it, I Googled it and it was her. Um, I just watched the ending of Grey's Anatomy and I texted a friend and was like, I can't handle the change. Spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Grey's, please skip this part. Um, I am not okay with the thought of losing Karev. Um, which means we lose Joe. We've already lost Arizona. Why did they not talk about Callie and Penny breaking up and why Callie didn't come back? Um, I'm not okay with losing Bailey for a sabbatical. Um, I'm not okay with Teddy being pregnant. I'm so sick of Amelia and Owen doing this bounce around thing. Um, I... I mean, that's like half the cast that they want to take. I am not okay with that. Not not the least bit. Because um, I don't do well with change. And who else is waiting for Meredith and Alex? For Meredith to just say, I'm in love with Alex. Like, that, I mean, if they were to ever close the show, I would be satisfied knowing that they were together. I would be okay with that. Um, what else? 
I can't think of anything else, guys. Not TV-wise. Well, work for me is going to be a little hectic. Well, actually, just tomorrow is going to be a little hectic. Um, I've been having a few extra duties since my supervisor has been gone, which has been actually really good, the experience. Um... I'm just wondering, you know, what else is out there? And is there anything that I'm good at? Is there anything else that I'm good at? So I'm doing a lot of questioning, a lot of searching. I think this is a, a point in, if this was a movie, somebody would move and go hike or make some big life decision. I'm not cutting my hair. That's for sure. Even though I see haircuts that I think are beautiful. Um, you know, it it surprises me. And it's also so very disappointing the amount of, well, the lack of motivation that I have in some aspects of my life. Um, for some of y'all, y'all don't know what I do, but we do a lot of strength building with the families that we work with. Um and life breathing basically breathing life into other people and I am so uncomfortable with other people doing that to me and my I am so um I I don't do that for myself I am in critical need to lose weight and I'm kind of just, eh, like if it happens, it happens. Like I'm on it for two weeks and then I'm off of it. I have no issue with working out. It's what I'm fueling myself with that really sucks. So this lack of motivation is just a, a killer, literally and figuratively. But that's a subject for another time and date, so... Well, thank you for listening to me, guys. We have hit the 30-minute marker, and I know there's only so much of my voice that y'all can take. I hope that next time my mood will be a little bit more upbeat, and we can start talking about... Well, there's always going to be real-life elements to this podcast, but um, maybe I can share with you guys some of my opinions on some things that are happening in the world today. But other than that, thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thanks. Bye.